Did you listen to our last episode, When Friendship Ends Ugly? That's the first half of this conversation. So if you didn't, go listen. We'll wait. Oh, the hell we will. When we last left Pitney and Amelia, they were still talking about dealing with the end of relationships. We're picking up now where they're discussing guided meditations. Add to that a bit of annoying bumper sticker positivity, the importance of apology, and the worst therapist ever. Ever. You'll scream. Specifically because of guided meditations. It's amazing how, I mean, some and of it has really, to do with I mean, you have to focus guiding. a yeah, you lot have to, you on have to be serious. what yeah. you're doing, and you have to have that intent that you're going to learn that. Right. What you've gone there to learn. Right. And it, it is, it's not just listening, it's an active process. Right, right. But it really does work. Oh, yeah. I have... A million guided meditations on my phone because I listen to shit to help me fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of that kind of stuff because my brain is so crazy that I could lay there awake all night because my brain won't shut up. And I learned that guided meditation was something that I could focus my brain on because there's so much relaxation and stuff involved in sort of like the getting to the trance state thing Uh that just happens when you control your breathing and all that kind of stuff, that it's very easy for me to just fall asleep. If if I'm basically laying down and in bed and it's nighttime and I'm tired anyway, of course I'm going to fall asleep. But if it's in the middle of the day and I'm sitting up, I'm going to actually go through the whole thing like you're supposed to. Yeah. So I have all these things, and there's, you know, who knows how much I've absorbed from being nearly asleep and still oh, having I'm words sure coming Oh, I'm sure a lot. Yeah. But, and actually the grief one I had done once, a couple nights before I had done it as a going to sleep thing, but I fell asleep so quickly I never actually heard any of it. Mm-hmm. I only heard all the breathing talk mm-hmm. and imagine yourself weightless or whatever like that kind of stuff i never heard anything beyond it so i have no idea you know i i did i didn't know what to expect even though i had technically listened to it once who was it do you remember um her name is anna thompson okay she actually has a lot of uh a lot of stuff out there apparently a lot of her stuff is available for free on iHeartRadio um online but i haven't gone through an entire one of hers through there yet so I don't know if they shove commercials at you or something because it's free like I don't know oh because there's I'm sure I've encountered her stuff because I've done so many online right and on YouTube but there's a guy called Michael Healy online that I use a lot that's not a name I've come across and that's he's weird British and he does a lot of stuff and I and I really like him yeah 
Well, I, I first found Anna Thompson because there was a thing about, and it's so weird how this was 10 years ago, maybe as long, I mean, at least 10 years ago. Uh, no, I guess it couldn't have been quite 10 years ago because I had an iPhone and I didn't get an iPhone until <laughs> like 2010 or 2011. But um, it was one of the first guided meditations I ever downloaded and it was about controlling your anger. And it's weird. Oh, interesting. And I honestly don't even remember what caused me to seek out a controlling my anger. Uh-huh. Must have been something at work. That's interesting. But that was one of the first, yeah. yeah but and it's, it's so funny because the cover picture is a um is a dachshund growling. Ah. Uh, it's so that's cu- awesome. it's so cute. It's like the cutest and, little yeah, dog with this little Face. There's a lot of good ones out there, but I remember, God, a long time ago, you remember the neighbor that used to live over here mm-hmm. yeah, had yeah. given me a cassette. Oh, man. And I mean, this was old. This had been like from the 80s. And it was so hilarious. I couldn't even do it without laughing. Oh, I've, I've, I've spent good money on things that I ultimately yeah, just wanted to throw in the so trash. Yeah, and it was so hokey. And I remember that she was like, very into breathing deeply and then she and she just had this really really weird voice it was like almost like a weird con voice (laughs) that like sort of like the mannish boyish con woman voice did you totally know what i'm talking about right kind of like leslie fish talking yeah and it was just like and you know and she's like breathe deeply and then there'd be this just this awful music that you know that it was just her on a Casio like oh, no. improvising. How eighty and then she'd go deeply deeply No, god damn Deeply it. That's horrible. <laughs> oh my god. And then there's this one, there's this hilarious guy <laughs> who apparently is really, really popular and his name is Christopher Love. Oh jeez. And I have downloaded like, a whole album or a whole, like, group of his stuff off of Torrent. Right. And I can't relate to a lot of it because a lot of it is just, like, this real hokey, new age, pseudo-Christian stuff that I just... Angels and archangels. Oh, oh, yeah, and the angel thing. Yeah. I just can't get into that at all. But I've listened to some of it, but this is a really hilarious one where it's, like, you're supposed to, like... It's supposed to make you stop smoking. <laughs> okay. And he goes, you know... The, this long thing and he's talking really quiet and you're just in like envisioning yourself as your lung and this black tar is just pouring over you and you're suffocating and blah 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 which that's not pleasant really kind of weird but it's like really 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 quiet and then right in the middle of it he yells stop smoking now <laughs> and you're literally in this calm state and you're like holy shit <laughs> And like, remember, if he was physically there, he would have hit you with a cat. Yeah, like, and I remember, like, reading reviews oh. on this thing, and people across the board were just so freaked out and disturbed by that. It was nuts. Oh, my God. And it's so... And God bless him, and, you know, let him make all the money he needs to off that stuff. But how can but, anyone listen to it a second time? Like, after... You get sucked in, and then all of a sudden he's screaming at you. No, because then... Oh, my God. You can't relax... No. Because you have the anxiety of knowing that all of a sudden he's going to yell, 
like it knowing that's coming five yeah. times the volume of what it was before and it really like made me jump out of the bed almost. oh my god you know? i would never recover oh my god god imagine if i was like trying to fall asleep and i'm just i mean i can't even handle ones that are like unless they're made for you to fall asleep yeah like sometimes they'll they'll tell you that the the, the I, and it's not jarring but it's like I and then I you know and like all of a sudden they ring a little bell or like a little chime yeah to tell you it's over well if you're falling asleep that chime fucking takes you out of it which oh, is exactly yeah. what it's supposed to do yeah but it's like I I didn't know that was coming right. god damn it now I'm awake now yeah and have you ever heard and there's another lady called Kelly Howell have you heard of her <gasps> yes I actually yeah. have Kelly Howell on my phone. And I know she's, she's weird. She's really weird. And I was going to say, there's a couple things of hers. It's been so long, I can't remember what they are. You have to do them in headphones, yeah. though, because she goes whoosh, whoosh, yeah. whoosh back and forth. But, oh, and it's there's weird. a couple of hers that I have really liked. But there was one particular thing where the sounds and the music was so weird. And I've tried to do it more than once. Yeah. And it actually frightens me. Oh, and God. puts me in a really weird space, like I'm in some like weird demon realm or something. It was I found it right. really disturbing and weird. And it's weird how and I've never sound, had that happen. Yeah, and it's like a lot of the ones that really mess with sound. Like I actually like the ones that you have to have headphones on. Although I can't, someone needs to invent sleeping headphones that don't use a wire that's so delicate and thin that the wire breaks and then they don't work anymore. Because oh. they there are some amazing sleeping headphones that are in like a soft cloth headband and they're just these flat things that just go over your ears and it's perfect and you could even use it as an eye shade but they make the wires so like the, the width of a hair and it's like, I don't understand how everything else can be like, you know, OtterBox thing on your phone so nothing can ever break. Yeah. But, but fucking headphone wires are still the most delicate goddamn things. <laughs> That's true. I, I don't understand it. It's like, it's fucking 2019. How do we not yeah. have <laughs> unbreakable headphone wires? And if it's Bluetooth, I bought some ones that were Bluetooth, and that goddamn thing would announce to you that it was shutting off because the batteries were dying or whatever and it, you'd just be drifting off to sleep everything's fine and then all of a sudden directly into your ears shutting off i know it's like what the that's not necessary <laughs> not necessary i spent so much money on those right <laughs> and it's like what you don't need to tell me it's shutting off if i was awake if i was say jogging because that's another purpose for wearing them yeah. is like jogging if i was listening actively listening to something and it suddenly stopped i would know why the, 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 I, yeah it died yeah i obviously. would know that it stopped and i would know why it stopped it doesn't need to use its last bit of power to scream into my ears <laughs> fuckers <laughs> who makes these things if any of you out there have a decent pair of sleeping headphones that don't scream at you and aren't going to break, tell us what they are. Right. Because <laughs> I really need that shit. I really do. 
Because I like the ones that where the sound actually affects your brain. Because you can fucking feel it. Yeah. When things go whoosh whoosh back and forth from one ear oh, to the other. Oh, I love that's why I love the hemisync stuff so much. Oh, that stuff's so cool. And but like I said, the Kelly Howell though, there's one particular thing where the sounds just freak me out so much it actually scares me. It puts me in a really weird headspace, like a bad acid trip or something. You know? I wonder if you if you found that one and told me what it was, and I I wonder if I listened to it if I would have the same reaction. I don't know. I'd have. To, I God, it's been so long. I don't yeah. even know. But it was really, yeah, it really freaked me out. Yeah, because I first, I found her right around the same time as I bought those sleeping headphones, because I was looking specifically for things that needed headphones, because I I had spent so much time using ones that, you know, they prefer you to use headphones, but you don't have to. Yeah. And I actually, when I'm falling asleep, I would rather it fuck with my brain, because it goes so much faster. And that works. That, you know, binaural bead and the hemisync stuff, it really does work. And it was only through doing hemisync, like all three times I've had out-of-body experiences, it's been because of doing hemisync. Oh, really? Which, well, Bob Monroe stuff is designed for that, really. But but that's the 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 three times that's happened to me, it's been through doing hemisync. Yeah. There's there's one, I have this, I have this one that was like the first thing like that. It wasn't specifically hemisync, but it's a binaural thing. And I bought it just on a whim because it was really, it was really cheap. And one of the things on it was for um, headache and migraine relief. Oh. And now, granted, if my migraine is really bad, I just have to wait it out. I mean, mm-hmm. I have all my medication and curling up in the dark and everything. But if I'm starting to get something, if I'm in a place where I could pop earbuds in and do that, and everyone could fucking leave me alone, that shit can actually stop. Oh, that's good. Really. But I have to be in a place where I could do it. But, yeah. Because even if I'm at work, I mean, if everyone will leave me... The, of course, usually if I put my sunglasses on at work, everyone knows to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Because they know what they know that means I'm getting a migraine and everyone needs to stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. Yo, you guys are lucky I'm not just going home right now. Because I'm always... When I start getting a headache at work, it's like, I'm afraid to drive home. Like, I might as well just stay there. And try to get rid of it at work, even though that's really difficult, because I'm so afraid of driving home where you have to keep your eyes open. Yeah. You know, it's like, and especially if it's in the morning, I'm driving east, so I'm basically driving towards the fucking sun, and if you're having a migraine, that doesn't work. So, yeah. That's a... But, yeah, that that shit can really, you know, give, give it a shot, people. Oh, it's amazing, yeah. Because even if, even if the most you get out of it is it just kind of makes your brain confused and it makes you conk out, how fucking valuable that's is that? Too, that's fu- That's a huge value. And then if that doesn't work, you can always take trazodone, <laughs> which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> I, I like Benadryl, but then again, I also get a lot of mosquito bites and... and uh, seasonal allergies, so there's never a night that I don't have at least some Benadryl in my system. <laughs> yeah, but I love Trazodone. I don't even need to take it every night now. Yeah. But if I need it, I take two. Gone. And I'm out. Yeah, I, I, I'm quite fond of it. <laughs> 
Have you heard about Podcoin? It's this cool new app available on iPhone and Android, and it actually pays you for what you're doing already, listening to podcasts. Here's how it works. You download the app and register using our special sign-up code, BitchinPod, and that starts you off with 300 Podcoins. Then every time you listen, you earn more. Listen to our latest episode, boom, coins! Get a friend to sign up, boom! More coins! The app is totally free and they pay you. So you get all these coins, now what? You cash them in! Earn gift cards from Amazon, Target, or, oh my god, Starbucks! And if you're feeling charitable, with a click you can donate to AIDS charities, literacy campaigns, feeding rescued doggies. It's up to you. It's your money! Download, register, listen, and cha-ching! All the cool kids are using the Podcoin app. You should too. Remember, I, it would have been like in our first year. It would have been in 2016. We did an episode. Did we call it happiness? No, the road to happiness, I think is what we called it. And we were talking about, we were talking about people who were um, perpetual sad sacks, and it was not about people who have depression or things like that, but people who just want to be negative assholes all the time. Oh, yeah. And we were sort of railing against that kind of shit. But I hope that no one thought that by saying you shouldn't be negative all the time, you should be positive, that we were going in that direction, because we're totally not those people. Those sweetness Although of light people. Although I think all the stuff that I have said over the last couple years about my path and my classes and blah, 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 I think anybody that's paid any attention knows that I am so far from love and light. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. I mean, I'm And not, I'm just bitchy as fuck. And I'm so. not hating dark. No. Unless when it's fun. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, we have, we have no problem calling a cunt a cunt, but, you know, if the cunt fits. But, oh, it drives me crazy, all these people, and I did, like, oh. God, and I had so much of that shit that I dealt with at the New Age bookstore when I used to do the workshops. Yeah. You know, and I remember teaching a class. I, For the life of me, I don't know what the class was about. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people would we'd have discussions and it would go into things. And a lot of the people that would come to your classes weren't necessarily wicked or anything. They were just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then something was sad because it was contextual at the time dealing with the news about ISIS. Oh, God. And this okay. stupid woman <laughs> had said, we just need to send them love and light. What the fuck and does that I'm even like, mean? No, you need to go annihilate every fucking one of those fuckers. You don't need to send them fucking love and light. If they have reached a point where they're they want to murder you, well, they're like you can't talk to uh, them anymore. Like they're raping women and children. They're torturing Ugh. people. Don't send them fucking love and light. Go kill them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> There is a there is a point oh there is a point God. to which people can get so goddamn evil and horrible and destructive that you can't talk them out of it anymore. There there are people like, who can be reached and there are people who can't. But yeah, the the idea but, oh. of oh let's all just close our eyes and think about pretty flowers and, and then all of a sudden the world will get better. It's sending like, oh, fuck them, off. sending them light. Oh please. Yeah. 
you know, send the cartels love and light. They're going to stop murdering and raping. Sure. Yeah. Because they're just going to be sitting there and all of a sudden their little eyes are going to twinkle because this this imaginary beam of light came from Texas. And they're going to go, you know what, guys? <laughs> you know, and then, Let's not do this anymore. <laughs> and then, you know, and it's weird, though, because when I was working on the Tarot line... Yeah. The majority of the customers really were, like, new-agey housewives, right? Oh, yeah. Have we ever told people that and you did that? I don't think so. He, he worked for a, like... Not like Miss Cleo, but he worked for a company where people could call up and you could do tarot readings online. For them. Yeah, like, yeah. And I mean, everybody was nice. The customers, and you had a lot of regular customers yeah, and stuff. They yeah. were very, 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 very nice. But I could tell by the way that they talked and the way they approached things that they were not all of them, right? But a lot of them were very much. You know, those love and light people, you know, ignore everything in your life and focus on abundance Ugh. and send your cheating husband love because he'll come around and yeah. if your <laughs> boss is being mean to you, just send them love. You know what I mean? It was just so stupid. It's that turn the other cheek oh, so, they can, so they can hit you on that oh, side that, too. Tur- that Christian turn the other cheek bullshit. It's like, no, hit him back. Yeah, I absolutely am so not into turning the other cheek. No. <laughs> but it was interesting listening to how fucked up these people's lives were. That right. obviously that positive thinking, abundance, all that right. shit, it's useless. It's stupid. It doesn't right. do anything except lull you into a false sense that somehow... You know, the and, oh, and it's all the later. people, you know, they don't call God, God, or they don't call God the gods. They call, you know, spirit will take care of you, and spirit will make everything better. And it's like, no, spirit has never made anything better for anybody. It <laughs> takes effort and work, not visualizing light. Right, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> no. it's, yeah, it's like, uh, it's, and, and, the, and the thing that sucks about those people is that People think that that's what Wiccans are, and people think that that's what... It's like, just because you meditate doesn't mean you're some woo-woo idiot. No. It's like, no, and you're like just... Wicca you know, and Wiccan paganism it's a step in a is process. getting in the dirt and getting in the muck and going through the shit. Right. Going through the anger and the sorrow and the despair and the pain right. and the rage and the grudges and the... Right. You have to go through that stuff. in therapy right now if I had allowed myself for my entire life to feel things yeah. at the moment that I was reacting and if that I allowed shit myself go away. Yeah, because apparently I well as it was as it was said to me once, uh, I straightened my act up at a young age, which basically meant I spent the rest of my life being like, but I'm I'm putting so much effort into being good and behaving and doing everything I'm supposed to do and yet everything is still shit I thought if I was good then everything would work out for me because I was doing what I was supposed to do 
You know, and it's like, no, apparently not. Because really, I wasn't I wasn't having honest reactions to things. Yeah. There's a reason why every time I am honest with my sisters and actually tell them, no, that's not how it is. This is how it is. Mm-hmm. They do not fucking know what to do because they have, they have no experience with me standing up to them ever. They, they and don't, I think it's great that you're learning to do that. Oh, my God. You know? But they just don't know how to react to it. They're just like, they do a lot of, oh, well, I thought we decided. It's like, no, people made suggestions. No one decided shit. Yeah. I said something, you ignored it, you said something, and then you decided that we decided that what you yeah. said is what's going to happen. No one decided anything. And then it's like, heaven forbid, I bring that up. And then it's like, well, well. then But so you're just saying what you says goes. It's like, no, I'm just saying I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You do whatever the fuck you want. But they don't understand what that even means. That kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, I know. I have to psych myself up to even be able to do it because I have no... I also realized uh, I, I don't have any coping skills. What I always thought was my coping skills was actually avoidance skills and mm-hmm. pretending that everything's okay skills. And it's like, I would I totally believe I wouldn't be so fucked up right now if I hadn't just learned how to behave so young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if and I pitched I, yeah. a few more tantrums when I was a kid. Yeah, because you need to explore all of that. And I mean, just to say that, you know, and it's interesting because I had done a, a class one time and we were, I'm trying to think of what... Oh, it was the elements. I was doing a class about the elements. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I- including spirit in the in the elements. So right. Earth, air, wind, fire, spirit. And we were talking about, like, if you're too into Earth, you could be this. And if you're too not in tune with Earth, it could right. detriment you. And we had a really long, interesting discussion that was actually challenging to some of the people where you can be too into spirit. Right. Um, where you get to, like, meaning... That's when you get to woo-woo. Where yeah. you get to woo-woo and you just become a fucking airhead. Right. And that was a really challenging conversation Yeah, for, if, you're, if you're too into spirit, your feet aren't even touching the ground A lot of people, anymore. I mean, some people were bristling at that concept, which right. is, which they, when, when people start to bristle, I learned when I was leading the workshops, that's when you needed to push them to talk, because it was then that there was some learning happening. And there's and you there's know. so much value in saying something out loud. Like I'm having a feeling that's not good enough. You have to find a way to articulate it because when you hear yourself say something, something actually just happened and it's real. You know, but it's like, yeah. well, if you get anger and you just put out anger into the world, it's just gonna feed this and it's gonna, you know. And I'm always like, so you, you think that we shouldn't have fought World War Two and let Hitler win? We should have all just held hands and sang Kumbaya, and then Hitler would go, you know what? You Let's know, not incarcerate it's just the Jews. so crazy. And then, <laughs> and then I was doing a similar thing. I remember when I was teaching and part of the, the course for my order, Right. we were talking about the chakras, and I had a student who was a really, really, she was actually a really fabulous student, but... Philosophically, she was very challenging for me because she was very was she much really rigid. She was very much archangels, oh, and all of that stuff. And she was just learning about Wicca just to add to her repertoire. 
Oh, like to see if there was anything. Yeah, to take but from it was it. also just sort of like at the beginning of the class, I was like, you know, you believe what you're going to believe. Yeah. But for when you're in this class, you're not Christian. You're not Hindu. Right. You are a blank slate learning about Wicca. Right. And there's no preconceived notions of that stuff here because we're not talking about that. Right. And we had done a whole thing, a whole big long part at the beginning of the class is to overcome religious conditioning and completely make your mind a blank slate right? so you can learn. Which doesn't mean you forget about it and deny yeah. it. It just means while you're here, you, you put that aside. And it was very yeah. challenging for her. And remember, we had had this conversation about, you know, the chakras. Right. And, you know, what they meant historically, what they meant as a Wiccan, what they could mean for, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right. et cetera. How you could use them as a way to make it yeah. apply to yourself. You yeah. know, and we were talking about the heart chakra, and of course she was all, well, it's just love, universal love for the universe, and no. universal love, and I was like, that is not pagan. We are not talking about... God is love, yeah. We're not yeah. talking about your weird Archangel Mike, Michael, housewife Christianity use of the chakras. <laughs> right. We're talking Your about yoga them. pants bullshit. We're talking about <laughs> them as like a philosophical thing. Yes, within obviously the context of right. history, but we're talking about them in a pagan context. And what about love of self? Right. What about... Because a lot of people are very uncomfortable with that What about idea. love of family where if somebody fucks with your kids, you're going to cut a bitch. Right. What yeah. about that's part of love too? Mama Bear is a there's a lot that of love is in part of Mama love Bear. too, and she's like, no, just that'll just block the chakra. And it was like you're missing the whole point of this conversation <laughs> oh of talking God. about them. And she's and, and she's so convinced the that differences of love because right. like, like paganism does not have that God is love bullshit. Right. It has that God is love, but God is also anger, and God is also right. desire, and sex, and <gasps> lust, and right. selfishness, and it's all right. those things to integrate it all into one. And Everything that the, makes a human And human. find yeah. a balance. It's like Wicca revels in the carnal. Right. Wicca revels in fornication and premarital sex as long as it's responsible. Thank you very much. It's not fucking Christianity. Right. And this love stuff has nothing to do in Wicca. And it was so hard to get that through some people's minds because they're so indoctrinated. It's all this claptrap that they see online. Right. And they really, you so know? many people really believe that as long as, as long as they stay in this love and light thing that not only ultimately will ever will everything work out for them because they stayed in the love and light but they they really think that anything that isn't a hundred percent love and light is no no I can't I can't feel that I can't go there and it's like well then you're missing human experience you're missing yes. the totality of what it means to be here and you get you know it, uh, even even if you don't believe and you only get one go round, 
this go round is the one you get right now, and exactly. you should. And you have to experience everything you can right now. It, assuming, assuming it's either your only one or possibly your last one, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. The whole point is to get experience all the things that you can and and learn as much as you can. And if you keep yourself in a little fucking box, then you're not gonna experience anything. I don't. I'm amazed at how many people are the human equivalent of like. Being in a little container of bubble wrap, and, that's and they what cannot they, leave that's the little what box they of bubble wrap. Strive for like the more bubble wrap, the better. It's like no fuck, big, you know, pop and, the fucking bubbles. And I remember talking to you know my ex neighbor over mm-hmm. there, who's also a, a card reader, but yeah. from a whole different philosophical viewpoint as me, right? And I just remember she would like make these like blanket proclamations of you know you know about love and about lie and she'd be just like well I am not gonna live in fear and fear it was keeps like, you alive sometimes sometimes you, <laughs> God, I, I mean that's a good way to say as far as <laughs> yeah. from the way of don't live in fear of experience but right but just like these Proclamational new agey things right. is so frustrating to me. And as a Wiccan and as a pagan teacher, yeah, I'm just like that's not what we're talking about. And you nothing, nothing can be summed up in a fucking bumper sticker. It's like yeah, it's, and I'm not talking. It's like about, oh my god, if your entire philosophy can be summed up in a phrase, yeah. that's photoshopped onto a picture of a sunset then you have you're so empty yeah <laughs> and void and I'm, of not, experience. You know, and I'm not talking about you know going and having an orgy in the field unless that's what you want to do and everybody is wants to do right. it and that's fine but you got to experience what you think of the dirty parts of life and that isn't all necessarily light some, some you things, know some things happen in the dark and sometimes <laughs> to love yourself you gotta be an asshole to somebody else, and that's fine. Sure. The Year of the Vagina! Step right up and hear about a weird injection that rich white women seem to think is necessary. A G-shot for your G-spot. It's only a thousand dollars! First, let's talk about the G-spot. What is it? Well, it's complicated, that's what it is. When people talk about it, they're always talking about how to hit it. Because this Graffenberg guy said it was magic. Well, first of all, it's not really a spot. It's a whole area. And because the whole entire pelvic region gets involved in arousal, this spongy, gland-filled cushion around the urethra that runs along the anterior wall of the vagina, that means the front, gets engorged and makes things sensitive. But like most things that get sensitive, you can stimulate them way too much, and then it's like, get off me! We've all been there. So let's stop acting like there's this teeny tiny spot you need to search for. And remember, there's this whole woman with aroused, engorged genitalia, and you should maybe pay attention to what she tells you she needs. So, back to the stupid shot. You know that collagen filler stuff that vain rich women get injected into their lips so they can look like a trout? Well, imagine getting a shot of that 
right into the anterior wall of your vagina, right where G-spot proponents say you are the most sensitive. Why would you do that? Because one of these gynecologist dudes who specializes in vaginal rejuvenation, aka your vagina isn't good enough, here, let me fiddle with it, thinks that artificially plumping it up would heighten your arousal and increase your orgasms. He said to something called Fabulous Magazine, which is clearly an esteemed scientific journal, I want to empower and educate and for women to be in tune with themselves. Think about that. He thinks for you to be empowered and in tune with yourself, you need to fork over a thousand bucks and let him stab you in the cooch. Am I pissed off? little bit. And like all the rest of that Gwyneth Paltrow goopy bullshit, is there any hard evidence that this shot has any real benefit? No, of course there isn't. I mean, let's say you got some collagen in your lips. Your face lips, not your nether lips. Would kissing automatically become more pleasurable for you? I doubt it. So why would artificially engorging your bits make anything feel better? Walking around with a perma-bulge up in your innards? Seems pointless. So spend that money on something more useful. Like a Pitney and Amelia coffee mug. <clears throat> Zazzle shop link in the show notes. talking about like the ending of that friendship part a big part of and a lot of it you know could be labeled as codependent or whatever but a big part of why I held on to such hope that things were going to work out is because I know this person so well Mm -hmm. that I know that they don't have close relationships with other people because I fucking know them and he can't he cannot he would have some goddamn nerve to suggest to me that well, I have other friends. No, you fucking don't. You never it mention totally any other friends. Not. You have no other friends. It totally does not. <laughs> I mean, okay, this is one little thing, and it doesn't really reveal anything. But one time, one time he started to tell me a story, and he just sort of stopped, and he looked at me, and he goes, have I told you this story before? Because he kind of has this fear of being of repeating himself like I don't want to be that boring person who uh-huh. tells the same story over and over again so that's just like a, that's like a part of his personality but he goes wait have I told you this before and I said no I don't know this one and he goes well shit I swear I thought I told it recently and he goes well it must have been in therapy because who else do I talk to oh my god that is literally someone who has no friends and so <laughs> the, the, the 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 that tiny little love and light part in me goes God damn it, he really needs me. Yeah. And because I know what a mess he is, and I wouldn't know what a mess he is if we weren't actually close, and he knows what a mess yeah, I am, too. But you also I mean, gotta be. You can't exactly. stick around for someone to treat you like shit. Right. Stick in for someone yeah, exactly. who, know, you know, who knows, yeah. and hell, who struggles and with that, took, too. it took me <laughs> so long to get to a point where I could say, and it's not, okay, you're dead to me, but in a way... You're dead to me. Mm-hmm. The person that you ended up being, that person who wrote that thing, that guy's dead to me. I can have all the happy memories 
of everything that led up to that point. And there's tons of them because mm-hmm. we've been friends for so long. And he's so utterly delightful to be around yeah. when he's not drunk. And, I, and I've never actually been around him drunk. I've been around him a little tipsy. And boy, does he get naughty when he's a little uh. tipsy. Oh, he's so silly. Anyway. But there's a difference when, yeah. like, when you're an alcoholic. Oh, God. There's a big difference between your public face of drinking. Right. Like, I'm doing right now. <laughs> or, like, I am at Kerrville, or I am at right. Leah's house, or whatever. So, the social part. Or at yeah. a con. Right. You know, I get pretty tipsy at Frightmare. Oh, yeah. But you've seen me get over the edge, and you haven't seen that in years and years and years. Oh, because yeah. Because I uh-huh. don't do that anymore. Because you know you know how far you can go But there's a big it. difference yeah. between, you know, I was thinking what happened with him, with the letter writing, between what you've seen him getting tipsy and an alcoholic yeah. drinking at home to drink the pain away, because you'll go through 12 beers or four bottles of wine. And right basically drink until you're completely incoherent and right. then you write weird crazy shit like that right and he could never and then you can't deal with the shame of it so you never right. fess up to it right and he even if he tried to be like how dare you suggest i was drunk it's like okay you literally i know what time he started writing the letter because he's such a fucking dork that he literally started the letter with as of this writing, it is 9 p.m. <laughs> it's like, it's like, God damn it, you're so Which weird. Which means he was a he bottle was, of vodka in. Yeah, he was at least a six-pack of beer Or in. whatever yeah. it is that he... Because I know he leaves, I know what time he leaves work, yeah. and I know how many hours that is until 9. And then I know that, he's, that he hits send at 1.30 a.m. Yeah. And I think the difference, I guess with me, and I mean not to toot my own horn, but I mean I am pretty wonderful. You know, of course and, you are. And I like to think I'm pretty self-actualized, or I try to be. Oh, God. Even when I'm bad, I try to understand. Oh, yeah. But I think the difference is, I, I don't think as embarrassing and as awful as some of the things I've done. Yeah. And, and some of the things I've said, I don't think I've ever not apologized for any of it. Yeah. Even if it did, even if it wasn't right away. Even if it was like so humiliating to me, I would always come and apologize afterwards right. because that was always important to me. And and even some things that took longer because they were so bad. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Part of your recovery process was we need, there's something I need to talk about right now, and you're going to shut up and you're going to let me get through it. There was there was a lot of those kind of things. Yeah. And it was, because you knew you had to say things out loud. Yeah. 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 But I don't think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that I've always apologized for that oh, yeah. type of behavior afterwards. But a lot of people do not. Yeah. And that eats at you to make it worse. And I wonder, it does make me wonder because you're such a social person, even though you're also kind of a hermit. You're, I mean, you keep up with people way more than I ever do. You're on, for someone who's who's at home alone all the time, you're on the phone all the time. You're oh, always and, uh, and, keeping and, and up with people me, you haven't seen in years. that's important to me. Right. And you've always had lots of friends yeah. that you care about. He is not that guy. He is, mm-hmm. he has one or two friends tops and then one of them fucks him over and he dumps them and then he moves on to the next friend. I mean, right around the time when he and I were becoming friends, he was starting to 
move away from a guy who had been his, quote, best friend since, like, high school. Uh-huh. And he was in his early 30s at that point. So that guy had been his best friend for a long time. And I can honestly say that I can't think of anyone else that ever came up in any conversation besides that guy and me that could qualify as his best friend. And there yeah. is a part of me that that you know, just wants to believe that he needs me, but I don't get to decide that. You know, that is... And, and that's he, an important thing for you to say and realize that yeah. you don't get to decide that for him. It's yeah, it's out of your hands. I mean, you know? I'm right. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. It just means it just means that's that how he, I feel about yeah. my ex. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is I mean I don't care now. Like I really would if he contacted me now. I would just ignore him. Right. Because really now looking back, I was attracted to him and I wanted his cock. There was nothing else there. <laughs> nothing else. Yeah. Well, I could have told you that a long time ago. <laughs> you know. Should you eat that cake in the break room? What makes the ultimate office pet? Is the shuffling from the next bathroom stall a demonic rite or something far worse? On the Work Life and Balance podcast, you can find terrible answers to some of your most uncomfortable questions. Whether it's coming to work with late-stage syphilis or staying on trend with pants full of angry raccoons. I'm Frank Eastman. And I'm Derek Lewis. Two guys who ought to know better on Work Life Imbalance. Find us at WLICast.com on iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Because he doesn't have any valuable relationships because right. he's a dick. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to right. be there for him. You know? And there was a certain amount of, there was a certain amount of, I, I just, you know, not to make it all about that guy, but I mean, when you were first dating him, I don't know how long you dated him before I ever even heard his name. That used to happen a lot. Uh Where there'd be some guy who was really important to you, and I'm like, really? Then why have I never heard of him? Yeah. And then the first time I was supposed to meet him... He probably stood me up. Of course he did. Yes. Because he always stood me up. I was finally going to meet him, and then... Oh, well, he was at a coffee shop hanging out with some friends, and he decided to stay there. Oh, yeah, he always would and it's scare like, me But up. he was supposed to come here because we were doing this thing. Yeah. And we were all we had a lot of work to do, and he was going to help us do it. Oh, that's right. It was for that party. For the party. Oh, the, oh I was pissed, remember? Yep. And, I, and then he was all pissy at me for calling him to be like, um, you're supposed to be here three hours ago to help us? Right. We had a lot of work oh, to do. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. And... But, but back at the time, though, I was like, wow, great first impression on, yeah. this, on this guy oh, yeah. you love so much. Yeah, it's like, and then I think the party was, because we were getting ready for a party, and the party was like a week later, Yeah. and I, I think he showed up to the party, but he didn't stay long, and it was like, yeah, great second impression on this guy oh, you like so much. such <laughs> a fucking dickwad. I remember going to a party, <laughs> and I remember going to a party where I knew like two people, like right. literally knew nobody there. Right. 
Because he was supposed to meet me there at like 10. Because they were, they were like his friends. You know something. what time that piece of shit came? 1.30 in the morning. And you stayed there because he was going to be there. And I was it. fucking humiliated because I was there with his friends waiting for him that I didn't know these people. Right. And they were like, who is this old fart? Yeah, that was the other thing, was he was significantly younger, and so were all of his friends. Oh my god, what a fucking nightmare. Oh god. But live and learn. (laughs) And the only, okay, I'm just gonna say But he was cute, and we had really good sex, because he was was so, he really was cute, but. He was cute. I should have left it at that. (laughs) Yeah. See, and I, you know, this, my, my friendship, because, you know, I, I've been married the whole time we've been friends, yeah. and he had he had a girlfriend when we met, and that's another thing. It's like, it's like we were totally. It, I mean, if if the situation had been different, we totally would have fucked. I would have hit that so hard. Oh he, yeah. He wouldn't have known what hit him, and then it would have ended badly, oh, and yeah. I would have missed out on fourteen great years. Mm-hmm. So I'm one. I like it doesn't matter how good looking he is it doesn't matter if he thinks i'm cute it doesn't fucking matter the friendship was what was important and if he if if our theory was correct and there was some little thing that little kernel of wait i think i like her too much right now or whatever it was that happened then and it made him go crazy it's like well shit you gotta get over that I remember one time I He seems this, to like her, so I had this horrible therapist In Santa Cruz And I'm just gonna say her name Because she's a bitch Oh my god, just in case she's still practicing Hyla Michelson Hyla? This bitch god. And it was really, really weird Because I remembered Because I had a therapist in San Jose that I really liked Yeah um, But then when I moved to Santa Cruz I had to find another therapist. That's way was, too long a drive. It was too expensive for me. I couldn't afford to drive back and forth. Because that's like an hour and a half, yeah, isn't it? it yeah, was, that's it a was long just about drive. 45 minutes, but I just, I couldn't afford that shit. Oh, yeah, I guess from your side of town, yeah. it was 45 minutes. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was on... Yeah, San Jose's a big city. I was, I was on the, 17. Right. I was way the fuck And my therapist was on heading. <laughs> So anyway, I had gone and I'd interviewed three therapists and I actually chose Hyra Michelson because I liked her the least. Interesting. Because I thought she would be challenging to me That's that she would make me progress. That you wouldn't just feel too comfortable right away or... But yeah. it turned out she was a judgmental fucking bitch. Wow. And I remember... Which is so not her job. <laughs> it was very, very hard for me to assert myself. And I yeah. remember I lived in this house with this fabulous woman named Marianne who ran the house. And she rented it out basically to students or to people. And it was oh. just like this beautiful... Is that the house that I actually saw? Because that's the house... Was that where you were moving from when you moved? No, that was at a oh. different house. Okay, because that was a fabulous house. Yeah, but house. no, this was a fabulous house. It was just this great 
hippie house and the woman that ran it. And people just rented rooms? Yeah, and she sewed, and it was all wood floors and wood and all this fabulous retro furniture. Uh, Santa Cruz before the earthquake yeah, destroyed it. it. Totally, oh my god, it was such a cool again, place. <laughs> I've said this before, it was totally like living out my Carol King fantasies. Yes. It was a total hippie house. <laughs> That's awesome. And it, this woman was so cool. In fact, I'm in contact with her now on Facebook again, which oh is my really god. awesome. Oh my god, how cool. But anyway, she had this old lover who was this grizzled old fart artist named Russell. <laughs> and Russell did not like us young whippersnappers. Oh, God. Who rented out three of the rooms, three of the four rooms. That must be that must have been hard on their relationship. Yeah, and he was just a grizzled old grouch. And she obviously like, wanted all these cool oh, young yeah, people Yeah, and he's like, oh, blah blah yeah. blah. Your music is too loud, and blah blah blah. I don't like having your you friends. and your Jane's addiction. Having your friends over, and <laughs> blah blah blah. You talk on the phone too loud. That Pitney guy sure does blast that Wayne Newton. Yeah, awfully I mean, loud. he was just, and it wasn't just to me. He was just a <laughs> right. grouch, right? Right. And I remember Verity Noslin. <laughs> He was like, you know, she just gives me really negative vibes, and I just wish you just wouldn't bring her over anymore. <laughs> well, she does do that. And I remember Marianne was like, Russell, you know, wait, you're way out of line. This is ridiculous. You can't tell people that they can't have their friends over. This is their home. Right. Well, she just brings this negative energy, and Did he live are, there, or was he just there He lived there. Oh, okay. And people are always over here, and blah, 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 blah. And it was basically like they were both starving artists. How the fuck were they going to make money if it wasn't for us, right? Exactly. And I remember talking to Hyla Michelson about this whole situation. And I, I don't remember the context of it or the words, but I'd had a confrontation with this Russell guy, this old fart. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't like yelling or swearing or right. fight. And I remember I felt really, really good about myself. For standing up for yourself. For being able yeah. to do this. And I felt really good about myself for being able to share this with my therapist. Right. And I was like, you know, and I just told him blah, 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 because he's been doing this. And I decided that I just wasn't going to tolerate it anymore. Right. That he shouldn't be like this. And she went... Ooh, don't you feel like a big little man? <gasps> You're not gonna tolerate it. No! She totally made fun of me. No, my God. Because she was a homophobic cunt that did not wow. like me. God, did she get in the wrong line of work? Yeah, no, she literally was, oh, don't you feel like the big little man? You're not gonna tolerate it. What the fuck? And guess what? <laughs> I went to one more session after that, found another therapist, and never paid her fucking bill. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Can you believe that? God, I mean, I can imagine a, a shitty therapist being someone who just lets you talk and doesn't say a goddamn thing and doesn't, like, steer the conversation and doesn't do anything, because I can see a lot of people being shitty... Because people are like, well, I guess they're not really supposed to talk. and I'm supposed to do all the talking anyway. So they yeah. can get away with being yeah. shitty and ineffectual. But to be, like, blatantly But that was, like, so cunting. mocking of me. Oh, God. And what, was, what, what did she think was the positive 
Like, the, you were going to benefit from her. I guess she was just trying to, like, get me in line. I guess. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Like, maybe she thought I was uppity or something. I don't know. Uppity queer. But that was really, <laughs> like, and that, I remember, I was really proud of myself. Totally. Oh, yeah. And it, for her to say that, and then I remember when I moved to San Francisco. Yeah. I interviewed two therapists. One of them, the first one that I went to, never saw him again because I was like, oh, that'll be interesting to have a gay therapist, right? Right. Literally, he did not. He was one of those. He did not and would not say a fucking word. He just took notes and wouldn't say anything. And it's like, what is he even taking notes for if he's not going to relay something back to you And I never went back to him either because I needed help and I needed advice. I needed feedback. I didn't need to just talk. If I needed to just talk, I could have called you up. Right. But you were Or shit, you could have done what I spent most of my life doing in some ways knowingly to avoid therapy which is talking out loud to myself to an imaginary person in the room and hearing myself saying things out loud so i mean i could make a lot of progress doing that but ultimately what once i actually sat in the therapist's office and spilled my guts and then at the end of the hour she goes well well what i'm hearing is blah 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 and so i think i think that really this is true and then i go like my brain yeah. just goes, shit! I would never have come yeah. up with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the whole point of that other person that's being great, in the yeah, room. But this guy like oh didn't say a word. But I could totally see that a lot of therapists will get away with not saying anything. Although it eventually, like say six months later, if he's still like, it's like I don't even know what his voice sounds like because he yeah. never fucking talks. So <laughs> I never did terrible. go back to that guy again. But I mean, that was fine. That's why I wanted to interview therapists. But that right. woman was just Hyla Michelson. Hyla Michelson. And I just, I mean, that fucked me up. Oh my god. You know, it really fucked me up. And that could have, I mean, that shit could have undone. Years of therapy that that came before it. Yeah, because that had just been a couple years after Dad kicked me out. Yeah. After. Oh yeah. After Sandy kicked me out because my cousins. Right. Made her kick me out because, because I was give the baby AIDS. Right, of course. Um, yes. I've had a lot of shit going on, and yeah. then dealing with you know all the issues with my dad and everything. Yeah. So for her to treat me like that, it was just. Yeah. I mean, it still makes me angry to think about it now. Oh, God, I'm pissed off, and I didn't know about it until just now. You know? <laughs> I'm going to go find her and kick her ass. And I recently, within <laughs> the last year, I did look her up online, and I think apparently she's still active. Oh, fuck her. Oh, my God. And her name. There's something about that name that just makes me want to say it in a tone. Yeah. Hyla Michelson. Yeah. And it was weird. Who do you think you are, Hyla Michelson? (laughs) (laughs) And it was weird because I did pick her because I really did not like her. And I think that was an interesting idea. But I really thought that it was because she would challenge me, but I didn't think she was going to end up being a bitch. I thought she was just going to be like, Right. This is how it is. You know. Right. But not in that way. Oh, yeah. You know. 
but live and learn. Oh my god. <laughs> Man, but I've still geez. never had a therapist, and all the therapists I've had, the one I'm seeing now, I like her, she's fine. She's She does but her job. Yeah. There's no one that I liked better than my old one that you go to now. Oh my god. She's my favorite. I loved her instantly. I mean, She's part my favorite. Of it, the only thing is, and I know it's utterly inappropriate, but it's like, I want to hang out with her. Yeah. I want her to come over to my house. I want to, like, I mean, she's, you just, I can't imagine anyone not immediately falling in love with her. She's just, her laugh is the greatest laugh I've ever oh, heard. Oh, I know. She's just so trippy and weird and wonderful and oh yeah. my god she's a bit and I remember one time I was going out to lunch with Guy Roberts if you remember he was the director that I used to do that I did the Shakespeare stuff with oh when when we when well I say we because I, I helped but when you did the costumes for Midsummer Night's Dream yeah 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 yeah, yeah I remember I'd done that show for him after anyway right. so we were having a we went out to lunch we were having a meeting to talk about you know the show and I guess she had been on her lunch break or something, and she was <gasps> in the same little cafe because it oh was Oh my near, god, you saw her out in the real it world. It was near where her office used to be. Right. And she came by, and you know, she said hi and stuff, but we didn't, you know, obviously oh she didn't sit with us or anything, but it was very, I was so happy to see her. Oh you my know? god. Yeah, oh my god, I think I would, I, it would almost be like, like when you were in high school, if you saw a teacher out in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> it would be just like, <gasps> Like, oh my god, they shouldn't exist outside of this room. Yeah, this is the, this, and, they I, exist and I remember I went to this big old lesbian party with Lisa one time. Yeah. And um, some friends of Lisa's were personal friends of her. Oh, wow. And I was grilling them for information, and they would give me none. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which I understand. Of course. I was just like, but she's so wonderful, and I'm so fascinated by her. And she was like, you know, we're not going to tell you anything about her because she's your therapist, right? And but I was trying. But it's to get... because I love her. <laughs> and it was so funny. But yeah, they would say nothing. <laughs> it's so unfair. She knows everything about me. It's so unfair. I want to know what she eats for lunch. Yeah, but, I um, want to know what kind of car she drives. I want to know everything. I loved her, and I just remember talking to her about like how fascinated I was and how desperately I wanted to do Quaaludes, because David Bowie had talked about them once. Did she just laugh her ass oh, off? Oh, she laughed and laughed oh, and laughed, and every time I said Quaaludes, she would laugh. <laughs> oh my god, oh, she's so delightful. Because that's a weird thing to be fixated on, is wanting it to is do Quaaludes, yeah. which has not even probably been made since 1975 or something. And, <laughs> and and really, what would be different from a Quaalude than any other, like, barbiturate? Really? I don't know, but it just sounds so glamorous to, you know, <laughs> you know go to a glam rock show and do ludes. <laughs> ludes. <laughs> ludes. The ludes, Norman. But alas. God damn it. <laughs> and I know I never will get to do Quaaludes because they haven't made them in decades. Well, and even if someone still has like one Quaalude, like in a little, like in a little jar in their I wonder house. if I could go on eBay. <laughs> the thing, they just send you an aspirin and go, here you go. And you're like, oh, I think I'm feeling it. Oh my it's God. It's like, I'm pretty sure that was a Tic Tac. <laughs>
for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. of like H-E-V brand lemonade and uh-huh. it's so awful it's like is it like too sweet or oh something? it is like you may as well just be drinking straight corn syrup oh my god it's like with a barely lemon flavor it's so nasty and oh like, my god nobody would drink you want to try some no <laughs> this is disgusting you want to drink and it and it's not even lemonade it's lemonade drink oh my god okay yeah that automatically that automatically so vile Yep, water, high fructose corn syrup is the second ingredient. (laughs) And normally you would love that.